I'm Dr Eleanor Quince and I work in the history department here at the University of Southampton. So I've started to use Twitter for my second year students on my module Building London 1666 to 2012 and I'm using a class hashtag which is HIST, short for history, 2086 which is the class code that we use. Um, I started using it because I was shall we say pushed into using it by Fiona. <laughs> so Fiona um, has been talking to me about some of the things that different people across the university have been doing with Twitter and I've been telling her about my Building London course which was new so it's a brand new course and she was very keen on getting me some support to to help me put it all together and to get it up and running and I actually got an iChamp from Fiona, who's a history student who's working with me, and she was very keen on the idea of using Twitter. So I went away and had a think about what I could actually do, because obviously it's not, I don't think Twitter is going to be something that's suitable for everything. So it was a case of finding out what would work best. And I had a few examples. So um, Fiona gave me an example from Jim Anderson in maths, and he was sending out sort of maths problems and things. But obviously that doesn't work for history. I can't really send out maths problems. <laughs> I think they'd be a bit confused. Um, so I tried to think creatively about what I could do. And I ended up coming up with the idea of quote London, which would mean that I would find quotations about London from a whole range of different writers um, and I would choose a quote per weekday during term time and I would have those quotes related to the themes that we were looking at in the course and from the same time period as far as I could make it so either about the time period that we were looking at or from the time period they were looking at so try and get as much sort of contemporary source material in there as possible so I select the quotes and I've tried to be quite thematic so for example the other week I had quotes on transport in London so I've tried to find quotes that talk about different types of transport and how people are using transport, what people are thinking about transport. And I put one out per day using the class hashtag. And I just put out the quote in the morning. And then students are invited to try and guess or find out, it's better if they find out, um, where the quote's from, who, who's, who it's from, um, and to tweet me with the answer. And. They were quite nervous to begin with, the students, because as you were saying, um, I discovered that not very many of the class were actually already on Twitter. There was only about two who were already on it. So I had to get some way of getting them engaged with it from the start. So I actually ran a digital literacy session within my module. So Fiona came along, very kind of her, um, and gave the students a session on setting up a Twitter account using Twitter. So I said to Fiona, well, they've got it there. It's a sort of body of material. And she said, well, Twitter's a little bit kind of ephemeral like that. It's sort of, it's there, but it's not there. So you ought to think about doing something solid with it. So she suggested that I put the quotes into Storify. So I've now got a series of Storifies um, called Quote London, Quote London Chapter 1. I'm now up to Quote London Chapter 7. <laughs> and there's a chapter per week and it just pulls together all the quotes. But I also then put in images and little extra bits of information. So Storify gets you to tell a story. So I put it all together to tell a story that surrounds the quotes and uses the quotes 
puts them in a context which then adds another layer for the students. And I've badged them as revision guides because I think it will encourage the students to go back and have a look. I have to say, Twitter has been a, a bit of a, a surprise for me. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to work, but it has. And I'm very pleased that I chose to do it. It's enabled me to do more. Um, I think previously, bearing in mind the, the course is new, but it has um, roots in a pre-existing course that I taught for about six years. So, so it's been tried and tested in lots of different ways. Um, and previously I used to try and pack huge amounts into my seminars because I had this sort of panic that there's only so much you can do in a lecture, as I said. So I would give my lecture and then in the seminar for the class, I would be pulling together lots and lots of different pieces of source material and trying to get the students to sort of understand those, which would mean that we wouldn't really cover them in depth. We'd sort of not skate across them um, exactly, but we would do little bits. We wouldn't really, I feel, really get to grips with it. So what the Twitter has enabled me to do is to sort of move some of that source material out so that the students can get a better in-class experience because we can choose just a couple of sources and really look at them and have a good discussion, pulling out lots of questions which means that they are getting not only the lecture and the sort of in-depth from the seminar itself, but they're still then getting that overflow of material that I was previously trying to pack in, and they're getting that through the Twitter and through the Storify. And it's enabling me to, to develop the things that we look at in the seminar in more detail, which I think means they're also getting more out of it. So it did take a little bit of time for them to, to sort of fully engage. And I think there were sort of an element of um, curiosity, wanting to, to be involved but to not participate. But I think as a teacher you're used to that and I think that's a normal way of starting a module. Unless you know the students and unless they know you because you've taught them before. For this group I've never taught them before, never met them before. So I think there is that element of nervousness at the beginning of any module. So I would have expected them to take a little bit of time. But now they all are engaged, it's working really well. And I think it's worth persevering. So I think it has enabled them to see that social media can be used in a professional capacity, but that you do have to be aware <laughs> that you are out there. Um, and that therefore anything you put out there that's personal, anyone can see it. And I think that was a message that has I don't know if it's sunk in completely, because I think some of them still send things that I look at and go, ooh. <laughs> but I think it is something they're starting to learn and to understand. And I think it's really important, just with my employability hat on, that they see these kinds of um, digital literacies as things that will transfer very easily into the job market. And that an experience like this where because um, everybody, every job now seems to have an element of marketing and promotion within it. Um, and that idea that you can use something like Twitter in a professional capacity, I think is a really good thing that they can take forward. Maxime, who's my iChat, I don't think I said her name, did I? It's Maxime Perrault. Um, she's trying to persuade me to do Facebook group for my students. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I have a real nervousness about Facebook and I'm I'm a little bit and she's well it's okay because you can just create the group and then you can shut it down. You don't it doesn't have to go on and it can just be for this particular thing. She's quite keen on me doing that. 
so I'm 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 sort of listening. I've got a half an ear and, and listening and taking her because obviously she is a student. So to to hear her advice and to hear you know, what she's found useful as a student is really helpful because then that's going to help me make good decisions. But next semester I am running a course on um, Downton Abbey. <laughs> called the real Downton Abbey which is about um, the country house life during the period 1875 to 1960 and tries to do a, a bit of a compare and contrast between um, the fictional world of the country house as presented in things like Downton Abbey and the actual reality of living in a country house at that time which I mean, depending on the type of house could actually be quite bleak. One of my ideas at the moment is getting to adopt a character and then for them to sort of take that character through so that in the seminars we'll look at the idea is to look at um, a direct comparison between a fictional piece of source material so for example one of the Downton Abbey scripts element of it and then an actual piece of primary source material from somebody living in the country house or writing about the country house and I've been thinking about whether I can build either as Maxine is, is very again very keen on the Facebook or whether I go down the Twitter route again and I'm thinking of giving them little lollipop sticks with the character's head and getting them to take photographs of their characters in different places and giving them a prize for the best one and I am also thinking about whether to use again perhaps not going down the quote route exactly but to try and perhaps think something that I can use Twitter for with a ha uh, class hashtag to go out um, and put some things about Downton Abbey and on it and see and see I'm still thinking I still haven't quite decided what I want to do for that